Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. The final from down in Texas. It's the Indians 9, the Texas Rangers 6. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan. And like I told you yesterday, I had about five hours of sleep in between jobs. We're going to big job last night, and then I'm back at it. Uh, 6 in the morning, Cleveland time, uh, headed into the office. So no time to sit and record a podcast. No time to even sit in the car and record the podcast. So I got about 10 minutes from freeway entrance to freeway exit, and we're going to do a quick thoughts on the game in that time. Uh, because the Indians played a really good game. They had some great rallies. Uh, they played some good defense. There were some not-so-great defensive moments. But in the end, they really did a good job of beating up on a Texas Rangers team. That's one of the worst teams in baseball, right? Over 100 losses now. And they're creeping towards that 500, that goal of 500. They've got to get uh, these next two wins to make this not a losing season. Not a winning season, but not a losing season. So let's get into the storylines of this game. And I promise you, I'm not looking at any stats. I'm not looking at any numbers. I looked at a few things before I went to bed last night, watched the highlights while I was brushing my teeth, and I'm just paying attention to the road and talking to you, my morning people, my friends. So I apologize also if the sound quality isn't great. You know tomorrow morning I'll be back on the good mic. So uh, base running. Base running was a big storyline in this game. It ended a rally for the Texas Rangers, and it really created some runs for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, we'll just go in uh, you know, sequential order here. The one that ends the Texas rally in the second inning. So they're number nine hitter, and I'm telling you, I'm not looking at anything. So recalling all the names in the Texas lineup is not going to come easy to me. Uh, he's having a terrible season at the plate. He's hitting under 200. And with runners on the corner and two runs already in, he tries to lay down a squeeze button. And this never works. This never works. But Eli Morgan scoops the ball with his mitt and flips the ball from his mitt to Austin Hedges to get the runner coming home from third. And uh, I believe that made it the, maybe the second out of the inning. So, yeah, a great job by Eli Morgan, a very athletic play, and frankly something that just it always seems to go wrong when you do that, right? It's always a last-minute desperation move. Would he have got him if he got the ball out of his glove with his throwing arm and flipped it backhand maybe to Austin Hedges? It would have been, it may be, they still got him by a decent amount, by a couple steps. So, I mean, his slide, he couldn't even get anywhere near the plate on his slide. So, a good job by Eli Morgan there. And, frankly, he needed it because that second inning, Eli Morgan got hit hard in this game. But we'll get to that. Let's keep talking space running because the next one uh, is Ahmed Rosario and Austin Hedges. So, we have runners on first and second. Ahmed Rosario chops one up the middle. Uh, their defense, I believe the second baseman is able to snag it. But Ahmed Rosario's speed, how much how much do we talk about it on this show? I hope the Indians from office is talking about it because his speed is a game changer. He beats out the throw. Great job of legging out the infield single. And then Austin Hedges being heads up, sees what's happening, sees what's developing as he rounds third, and he just goes. And another thing we've talked about on the show, another theme of this show throughout the season, is when base runners commit, you have to commit. 
you can't hesitate, you can't second guess. When you round third, you see what's developing in front of you, you have to commit to going home. That's what exactly what Austin Hedges does. Even the third base coach Hudson has a look at disbelief on his face. Hedges scampers home, beats a throw home, and he scores a run for the Indians and keeps a rally going for the Indians. So a great job of base running there for both Ahmed Rosario and Austin Hedges. And then later, I don't know if it was that same inning or in the second inning, because the Indians really did most of their damage in two innings. I believe all nine runs nine runs are scored in two innings. Um, so this time it's Harold Ramirez going the opposite way, something that is very good for Harold Ramirez. When he gets an outside pitch, he's shooting a hard line drive in the right field. Uh, Jose Ramirez is rounds third but stays. Harold Ramirez rounds first. He's trying to stretch it for two. The throw's going to beat him by a mile. Now he's caught in a pickle. He heads back to first. And again, how many times have we seen the Indians fail at this? How many times have we seen the Indians start a pickle? Bobby Bradley just did it the other day where he throws back to third. And then, uh, what's his name? The speedy center fielder from the Chicago White Sox scampers home. Hamilton, Billy Hamilton. Well, this time, uh, they get Harold Ramirez in the pickle. And the shortstop, I believe the shortstop for Texas, hesitates. Jose Ramirez breaks for home. The shortstop hesitates on the throw, almost double clutches on the throw to make sure he's really going home. And by the time he gets it out of his glove, it's too late, and Jose Ramirez has come across in sport. So something we've seen happen to the Indians a couple times this season. They finally get some revenge, some base-running revenge. And this time, Jose Ramirez is able to, and Harold Ramirez, are able to outduel the pickle, and uh, Jose Ramirez comes in to score. So some big runs there, some big swings and momentum. It's a big run for the Indians. And frankly, everybody got in on the action yesterday. Everybody, uh, except for Miles Straw, had a hit. Frankly, Miles Straw was robbed in his first at-bat by a great diving catch in center field. Tavares, is that the center fielder for Texas here? I believe it is. And uh, But he is on base twice via the walk. It does score twice, I believe. I believe him and Ahmed Rosario both scored twice at the top of the lineup. Two hits for Jose Ramirez, two hits for Harold Ramirez. So the Ramirez boys going back-to-back, obviously for Mel Reyes, still out feeling some neck stiffness. Um, so a good job by those guys in the 3-4 spot to really keep rallies going and driving some runs. And then uh, everybody had a hit. Solo home runs from Austin Hedges, a missile line drive out the left field. We saw another one of those late in the game from Texas. And then Bobby Bradley gets a big, a big sweeping, big moonshot home run out to right field. Fortunately, Bobby Bradley would also strike out a lot, I believe, four times, three or four times in this game, besides for his solo home run. So, really, I mean, as much as we love home runs, Bobby Bradley is probably next season going to have to come up with something besides just home runs. He's going to have to find it. And I, he has had some good shots in the left center field. I love when Bobby Bradley's going in the left center field, but the strikeouts are still there. They're still a reality, and Texas Rangers are very familiar with that, right? They they suffered through a guy. Um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Just traded to the Yankees. I was thinking about this last night, and I was not going to blank on his name. Gallo. Joey Gallo. I always think of the movie My Cousin Vinny anytime I hear the name Joey Gallo. And if you're a fan of Joe Pesci in the movie My Cousin Vinny, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never seen it, it's one of the funniest movies of all time, and you should 
definitely watch it. Um, so, uh, Gallo was a guy who hit a ton of home runs and struck out a ton. And so the Texas Rangers definitely know what it's like to kind of suffer through that. And, I mean, right now that's the way Bobby Bradley's trending, right? Uh, if this were a full season for Bobby Bradley, what, this probably projects out to like a 25 home run season. If it were a full season for him, maybe even more, maybe high 20s, close to 30. So the Indians are going to have to take a little bit of the strikeout with Bobby Bradley, and you get some home runs on the other side of it. But I I would like to see him cut down a little bit on the strikeouts. I mean, striking out four times in one game is brutal. So, uh, yeah, great job all around by the Indians offense. The other side of things on the pitching, Elon Morgan does enough to survive in this game. He does enough to beat the Texas Rangers. He gets hard hit a lot in this game. It was over double-digit hard hit balls on this game. It seemed like everything he was throwing was middle to right side of the plate. It seemed like he didn't either didn't want to or wasn't able to come inside on any of the righties. I don't know if that's the scouting report on the Texas righties or not, but it seemed like everything was kind of fading across the body and fading to the outside part of the plate for Eli Morgan. And like I said, he gets hard hit a bunch of times. There's the big uh, shot, the double, I believe, that's ripped over Oscar Mercado's head. Um, he does give up some home runs. Frankly, a ball that uh, the Texas hitters went and got. One was a high fastball that uh, Connor Falefa got, and then one was a low, I believe, a low changeup that Lau got, a low off-speed pitch that Lau, Nathaniel Lau got and drove out to right field. So, Frankly, that's just some good hitting from the Texas Rangers lineup. And this Texas Rangers lineup can put up runs. We've seen it. We saw it when they were in Cleveland. It was a, you know, it was kind of a shootout. Um, and it ends up being there, a 9-6 game. That's a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, so it did turn into a bit of a shootout. But Elon Morgan did enough after he got the big lead, uh, really giving up a solo home run to Lau, um, controlled the game from there. I, You know, it was a competent start by Elon Morgan takes another win. It's good enough to beat the Texas Rangers of the world. If that were the Yankees or the Rays or the White Sox and they were hitting them that hard, I don't know if he'd have the same result. I don't know if he'd be walking away with that W. So it's nice for Elon Morgan to get a win. He's probably looking at being the sixth starter on this team next year, which means he's probably down in Columbus and just, you know, waiting in backup when, when he's but he'll be needed. There's no way we're going to – you don't get through a major league season with five starters. You're going to need six, seven, eight starters like usual. And uh, you, you hope for the best for everybody. You hope everybody stays healthy. But that's the reality of baseball. Uh, the bullpen does a good job then. Uh, Blake Parker, unfortunately, gets hit for a two-run home run. It forces Class A to get up. But Parker's able to get out of it in the ninth. And we get the return of James Karinchek, who – Looked like he was throwing strikes. I looked at the illustrator before I went to sleep last night, and he was keeping that fastball down, uh, throwing it four strikes, getting it in the strike zone, uh, curveball up and down. Uh, so a good job, Karen Check in his return. And you're looking at a bullpen next year of, of Classe and Karen Check and Anthony Ghost, and uh, don't forget the side armor, right? The young guy Sandlin. So that's a pretty strong back four in the back of the bullpen. I mean, I kind of think Shaw and Wickren's days are numbered. Like Parker, 
the guy who might get another minor league invite. I mean, Shaw might get a, another minor league invite. There might be not anybody else out there who wants to take a chance on him. So uh, the Indians tend to bring guys like that back and just keep bringing them back on the spring training invites and see what they got. So that is all my thoughts on this one. A good win by the Cleveland Indians, scratching and fighting their way back to 500 to end this season. There's some excitement going on in the wild card because the Yankees lost, but also the Toronto, uh, no, it was Toronto won, Boston won, the Yankees lost, and so did the Seattle Mariners. They lost 2-1 to the Angels. It was a 2-1 game for a long time. So that means uh, the Yankees are up one on Boston, and then the uh, Seattle Mariners and Toronto Blue Jays are one back of Boston. And so with two games left, Literally, this could still shake out to be any of these four teams. Chaos, it's craziness. I love it. I want to see the Yankees or the Red Sox fall out of this thing, and I want to see one of the teams we don't see that often. I'd love to see the young Toronto team with all their hitters, all their young legacy hitters get in there, and I would love to see Seattle get in there, frankly, because, I mean, honestly, we don't remember that much about Seattle. I mean, it means Jake Bowers would make it into the playoffs, so I'm not too happy about that, even though he has not been having a great season for him, for them. Uh, and so would Jordan Luplo, by the way, with the Rays, would be in the playoffs. And Cesar Hernandez with the White Sox. So a lot of ex-Indians traded at the deadline are ending up in the playoffs this year. So we'll see what shakes out with that wild card. All right, thanks for joining me again on this Cleveland baseball morning. The final from Texas, it's the Indians 9, the Rangers 6, We'll be back tomorrow. I believe McKenzie gets his final start of the season, and we'll be back on the regular mic talking the regular numbers. So you can follow me on Twitter at Baby Barris. You can email the show at ClevelandBaseballMornings at gmail.com. I will. If you send an email, I'll start collecting them for a mailbag episode at the end of the season. But if you want me to do it, if you want to get your thoughts on air and you want me to talk about it, you have to pick up the computer, pick up the phone, and actually send me an email at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. All right, I'm out of here. Thanks again. Thanks for putting up with the car ride uh, episode. I promise I was not looking at my screen at all. I'm just talking to you, driving safe. And thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.